We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Light years, Andy Lou, the Warriors, Draymond Green. Did you like Draymond's pink hood? I thought that was that when I saw that hoodie, I was like, Andy would wear that. Uh, I might even wear that. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, I saw the hoodie and uh, I thought of Sheet immediately because all I do is all I do is wind to Sheet every time he comes with a drop and just be like, why don't you have like a neon pink? There was a neon pink out there, Sam, and I'm like, why don't you have a purple? All I do is wine. And so I, uh, I I try to tell Sheet to put all the type, type of neat colors of the rainbows for me. I loved it. I thought it was great. It's better than James Wiseman, who seems to be wearing like the same. <laughs> he's 19 and he's just a rookie. So he seems to be wearing the same uh, same hoodies every other game. Somebody's got to get him a stylist or something. You know what I mean? He needs to he needs to step it up. He's got money now. Yeah. I mean, so Wiseman hoodie was <laughs> hoodie was nice, but that was not the main topic. Um after the Warriors game against the Cleveland Cavaliers, Draymond Green had some choice words. I would like to talk about something that's really bothering me. And uh, it's the treatment of players in this league. To, to watch Andre Drummond before the game uh, sit on the sideline then go to the back and then come out in street clothes because a team is going to trade him is bull. Because when James Harden asked for a trade and Essentially dogged it. I don't think there was no surprise or no, you know, there's no one's going to fight back that James was dogging it his last days in Houston. But he was castrated for one to go to a different team and everybody destroyed that man. And yet a team can come out and say, oh, we want to trade a guy. And then that guy is to go sit. And if he doesn't stay professional, then he's a cancer. And he's not good in someone's locker room. And he's the issue. And we've seen situations of Harrison Barnes getting pulled off the bench. 
you know, DeMarcus Cousins finding out that he's traded in an interview after the All-Star game. And we continue to let this happen. But I got fined for stating my opinion of what I thought should happen with another player. But teams can come out and continue to say, oh, we're trading guys, we're not playing you. And yet we're to stay professional. At some point, as players, we need to be treated with the same respect and have the same rights that the team can have. Because as a player, you're the worst person in the world when you want a different situation. But a, but a team can say they're trading you, and that man is to stay in shape. He is to stay professional. And if not, his career is on the line. At some point, this league has to protect the players from embarrassment like that. You know, we talk all of this stuff about you can't do this. You can't say that publicly. If you say that publicly, you're fine. Anthony Davis got fined, I think, $100,000 or something like that for demanding a trade publicly. But you can say Andre Drummond's getting traded publicly, and we're looking to trade him publicly, and he's to stay professional and just deal with it. But then when Kyrie Irving say, oh, my mental health is off, Everybody go crazy about that, too. Do you not think that affects someone mentally? As much as we put into this game to be great, to come out here and be in shape, to produce for fans every single night, and most importantly, to help your team win, do you think that doesn't affect someone mentally? But as players, we're told to, ah, no, you can't say that, you can't say this, but teams can? It goes along the same lines of when, when everyone wants to say, Oh, man, that young guy can't figure it out. But no one wants to say the organization can't figure it out. At some point, the players must be respected in these situations. And it's ridiculous. And I'm sick of seeing it. Y'all have a great night. I'll see y'all tomorrow. or All right. So I'm going to start here, Andy. Do you think that was pre-rehearsed? Yes. Okay. So I'm not crazy because Draymond, after a run-of-the-mill good win against the Cleveland Cavaliers, comes out with what seems like I had this written. I was ready yes. to rant on this the minute I had a moment. Um, why do you think he was ranting on that? It was weird because the question wasn't even about that. You know, who would ask a question about that after a game anyway, right? So it sounded like he was trying to twist whatever the question was asked to him to that. Why do I think he's doing that? Because I think that's part of what the the the, the star players in the NBA is going to do today, is trying to do today, the players union, whoever it is, right? I think one of their biggest goals is to just be, hey, like we can kind of do whatever we want um, because it's not like these ownership teams or these GMs are that great at their jobs. I think it's that player empowerment vibe, which I think is great. Um, I think is that there should be a certain amount of power that players should have in the NBA. And I think Draymond is is probably wants to be at the front of that. I think like the thing with Draymond personally, we'll get into all of this stuff, but I think the stuff with Draymond personally is that I think he wants to be known as something outside of just being a basketball player. I think he wants to be known as like a like a good media person, which he will be. I also think he wants to be known as someone that's like, like Sam, like Chris Paul and LeBron are like was the head, right? Or like used to be the head of players union. I think he wants to be like that. I think he wants to be like that voice of what the players are. Um, and I think that's like his goal. Like he doesn't just want to be known as like the best defensive player in the league, right? Or, or like a guy that was a key cog of a championship team. So I think that's part of why he's doing this. And I guess now we can kind of get on, get into like whether he was right or not, because that stuff I don't know about. He's uh he's a type A personality. He's always been that for better or worse. Um, he's a little bit of a bully. 
And to me, it's just natural. Draymond, whatever, whatever the conversation is, Draymond's going to be front and center about it because that's his personality. Uh, it's not even a bad thing in that regard. I just think that's who he is. Now, I want to get into the actual specifics of it. So we played back the audio, mm-hmm. and he's saying, essentially, it's hypocritical that when a team wants to trade a guy, no one cares. And it's tr- you know they have to act professional. But when a player wants out, it's drama. Do you agree with that? Who are these players that he's talking about? And he mentions James Harden. He mentions Kyrie Irving. He mentions Andre Drummond. He mentions uh, DeMarcus Cousins. Harrison Barnes. Harrison Barnes. Um, Sam, the similarity between all these players to me when I look at it is that these guys all make a lot of money. Like they make $20 million a year at least. And it's all fully guaranteed. This is not the NFL. And this is not me saying like, just because you make a lot of money doesn't matter, right? But to me, that money means you have power in the NBA itself. Um, and so if he's defending those guys, I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't really care. I, I really don't. Like, I don't think that James Harden got, I don't think he got any type of slander for what he did. I don't think Kyrie Irving, jokes, some jokes, yeah, yeah, some jokes. Yeah. Kyrie Irving. Like, did he really get slander? Like outside of like some media guys, some like media goons, right? Like, do these guys really get any type of hate i mean lebron james was like the last guy like kevin durant kevin durant yeah Yeah, kevin durant was the last guy and like those guys yeah they got like a certain amount of slander but like to me if that's who's draymond defending i i sorry like to me isn't draymond isn't andre drummond's andre drummond doesn't he want to get out hasn't he stopped trying like i've been reading on andre drummond i'm not gonna tell you i've watched Cavs games but he's someone that stopped trying on the court the last few weeks like he doesn't care either now sam if you told me that he was defending like the Kent Bazemore's of the world, <laughs> right? Right, right. I, I probably care. But, you know, I'm interested to hear what you're, you're going to say because I don't think I care that much if someone that's making $25 million and he has a certain power and he's also agreeing that he doesn't want to play with his team and he's not going to suit up. I'm sorry. Like, who cares? Well, so I have a few thoughts. One, the collective bargaining agreement is agreed upon by the union. So I don't really get where this I'm upset over trades thing comes from like you don't want you you want a guaranteed contract but you also want to be able to leave during your contract when you want and then you want to have say in where you go to me i don't necessarily mind draymond like i also want those things i want my money guaranteed and i want say in where i go in life right like i don't necessarily mind draymond um trying to push for that i to me the issue is the league allows it like i i don't know james harden got everything he wanted from the houston rockets for years right yeah and then he just demands out um to me that's a crisis of leadership from the league that's nothing to do with it being unfair or anything like that and so to me all i see with draymond is a power play i see another i see a i said he was a bully he is a bully right all I see from him is he sees like Adam Silver being weak and he can bully even, he can move it even farther to get what he wants. Great. I think, I think he can do what he wants. Um, and to me, that's a league issue because I don't think any player would have said that under David Stern's NBA, right or wrong. They wouldn't have because they know David Stern would have come down with the fury on them, right? 
Um, now he can say it. And like, I don't think anything Draymond's saying is different than what any other player feels. They want to have complete freedom and control sure. over everything they do. I'm just saying like, if you want the league to be healthy, you can't have it both ways. You can't have player empowerment where players can do whatever the hell they want. And then also have freedom from consequence, right? Like yep. James Harden asking out is going to bother a certain amount of fans. Um, KD leaving is going to bother certain fans. You know, we can go down the list. So it's just kind of how it goes. You, you know, you, you can't have your cake and eat it too, right? I, let me read you a passage here, and I agree with you. But it, he says, a team can say they're training you and that man has to stay in shape. He has to stay professional. And if not, his career is on the line. It's bullshit. And some point, this league has to protect the players from embarrassment like that. Bullshit. We talk all this stuff about what you can't what you can't uh, about you can't do this you can't say that publicly if you say that you'll get fined Andy davis got fined hundred thousand dollars okay so agree on the certain things here um if this was applied to names that he did not mention i think he'd be right he mentions anthony davis he mentions andre drummond he mentions Kyrie irving Sample, right, any right. of these players careers on the line like no because their talents their talents too big you're right like they, <laughs> yeah. they don't have to um anthony davis can get himself canceled online a hundred times over and there'll still be teams lining up to give him a max because there's not another big man like him in the world. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe like ever almost like you could, you could have torn his Achilles after the, uh, the championship and, and they would have given him the max contract regardless. Like, like some of this stuff, if you had said about uh, like Eric Pascal, then yeah, Michael I, I'd agree with you. Michael Mulder. I'm with you, Draymond. Like, hell yeah. Like, and then, like, you, these guys' career are on the line. Like, I feel bad for these guys that the Warriors can literally just say, hey, Juan Toscano Anderson, you're on a two-way, and we're just going to – we're just not going to pick up – we're not going to pick you – make you a guaranteed player. You know what? Better example, Sam. We're not going to make – we're not going to make Michael Mulder a guaranteed player because well, – we're not going to – we're going to have to cut Mulder because we need to keep Smiley Geach and we need to have <laughs> Juan Toscano Anderson, right? Like, that's an organizational failure. Right. And, and that's like, that sucks because his career is on the line because the organization can't figure out whether this dude from Serbia is good or not, wherever the hell he's from. But like, I'm looking at it and he's saying like, James Harden is embarrassed or AD is embarrassed or are these guys embarrassed, Sam? Like, I think Anthony Davis, like the stuff that it's AD is boring. Nobody cares about AD. Like that, that's, that's the thing. Like, I don't think any of these guys are embarrassed. Is Andre Drummond really embarrassed? Is anybody really going after these guys? Like who is Draymond talking to is what I don't understand. The Drummond thing is, ex is especially weird to me because he wants out. They're trying to figure out how to trade him. Uh -huh. And it doesn't seem like anything weird is going on there. It just seems like, you know, the Cavs want to go young. They got Jared Allen. Um, they have their backcourt of the future. They're like, clearly like, all right, Drummond's going to walk. Let's figure out what we can do here. Meanwhile, Drummond's 27, 28. He's kind of like, you know, this is my prime. I want to go on a team where I can do something that makes noise yeah. in the playoffs, blah, blah, blah. Like it, it, it seems very uncontentious. That's the weird thing for me is like, it doesn't seem like a situation where both sides are like aggressive. And we talked about this with Andrew Sharp. The, the fundamental issue with the NBA is like the union, the players try to have it both ways. And I don't blame them for having it, trying to have it both ways, because I too would also like to have it both ways in life, right? Like everyone would. Um, what I have a problem with is like the league can't figure out a structure to make it work, period, you know? 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, there's a lot of like, we don't get to, and it's not like people want to see Andre Drummond play basketball, but like in what world is it good for the product of the game where Andre Drummond's not going to play for a month? Like, like, oh, that's just not, that's just not good for the league. Like, I don't even care about like these players not playing where they are. They demanding out and stuff like that. It's just like Andre Drummond is having a pretty decent season. He's a good basketball player. Like him not playing basketball is objectively not a good thing for the sport, man. Like, and he's not getting any slander from it, in my opinion. And if he is getting slander, like it's probably four or five trolls, then who cares? Right. I just don't, I don't understand the point of this outside of the cynical me says, Draymond's just like you're saying he just he wants to be a bigger voice in the league he wants to be that guy and you know he's probably going to get the and no one's stopping I just don't no one's stopping him no one's he's a a highly like my thing with Draymond is he's he's a highly motivated individual he's incredibly smart like you can say a lot of things about Draymond but no one would ever call him dumb um and I think he knows exactly what he's doing in terms of power plays here I mean Part of me was like, is he doing that because he wants the Warriors to get Drummond? Is he doing that because he wants Clutch to sign Drummond? You know, like, is he, it seemed to me like a power play type of move. And I don't know. That's, that's just where I'm at with it. It's, it's, it it all comes back to there being no, um, I don't want to say no authority, but like there needs to be a balance between teams and players. And I don't feel like there's a balance. Or maybe Draymond's doing this because he's going to request a trade. He don't want to hear the slander. <laughs> he's like, hey, I want off this team. You know, I want to be in L.A. I, I just, I, it doesn't make any sense to me. And, and also the other thing is that I think he knows that nobody's going to really, I think nobody's going to really push back on this. That's, th- that's what I was, that's what I was trying to get at with the leak. No one's going to care. No one's going to, no one's going to tell him you can't say that or do something where he can't say it. So mm-hmm. Yeah. Until there's consequences, obviously players, particularly ones as motivated and brash as Draymond, are going to try to push the line as much as they can. I think one another thing he talks about Kyrie Irving and he talks like, oh, oh like my mental health is off and everybody goes crazy. Uh, do you not think that affects someone mentally? And I think this goes back to what happened in the bubble um, when the bubble first started. And you had NBA players come out and you had, uh, what's her name, the, the, the lady that runs the... Uh, um, uh, Michelle, God, it's I'm Roberts. losing my mind. Michelle Roberts, I'm losing my mind here. And she makes a comment and say and says like the bubble, the the quarantine, all that stuff. It's like these players in prison. Oh, uh, and I remember that coming out. And the first thing that came to my mind was like, what the, f- what? Yeah, <laughs> we're in the middle of a pandemic. I, I've known people that have actually died, and people are losing their jobs. And we're talking about Sam professional athletes being in a bubble compared to a prison what are we like this comes back to me being like the difference between like the nfl and the nba where the nba you just can't like you can't relate to these guys because their issues are not your issues like their issues that they're trying to say that they're going through like they don't relate and like sure like i'm sure Kyrie has gone through some issues but like as a league as a sport as a product that you're putting out there I don't think anybody's relating to the issues that a guy that's making $35 million and doesn't play like Kyrie has played how many games this season. <laughs> he takes two weeks off in the middle of the season parties with a sister and comes back. And, and then Draymond comes out of here and says like, Oh, you know, you don't get to make fun of him because he's going through some mental issues. I'm sorry, man. So, like, 
I'm sorry. This is not relatable to anybody in the real world. And that's who watches the basketball games. And th- and that's that's kind of what I'm getting to, which is you don't get it both ways. You don't get freedom of consequence when you have power. You know, like NBA teams, if they let's put it this way. If the Warriors decided to trade Steph Curry, um, Joe Lacob would be paying a very heavy price for that. You know, he does not, you know, let's pretend this is a world where people buy tickets. Um, but like, you know, the tickets would be, you and I would be able to get into Chase for great timeout prices, like $8 a ticket, that type of thing, right? Like, and the, the fans would let, Joe Lacob know how unhappy they are with his decision and it would affect his pocketbook in a serious way. He makes a bad decision. People won't go to games, right? Like we lived through that with the Warriors. Um, The players want the freedom to make all their decisions, but they want freedom of consequence. And I'm not even saying all the players, but like in particular to Draymond's quotes, I, I don't know that you get freedom of consequence from your actions. And that to me is the fundamental I don't even think it's that bad, to be honest. I don't think Draymond got any heat for this comment. I don't think Drummond got any heat. Like Harden for two weeks was kind of a punchline. And now everyone's like, ooh, look at the Nets, right? Like yeah. Anthony Davis, much more contentious. No one cares, right? Outside yeah. of five fans in in New Orleans, no one cares. Yeah, so I, I agree. I agree. And I think the one that, you know, that people do care about the KD stuff. And I think that's more Warriors. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Like the Warriors elicit more emotional responses across the United States because they're the most exciting team that's happened, you know, in the last five, six, seven years. Like since Miami, since LeBron's Miami team. Like that team was a team that carried the league. That's what people wanted to watch. That's what people wanted to care about. And I think you watch this, these guys. Like I, we talk about LA. Like nobody cares about LA. Like right, right. Yeah, nobody cares. Cares about Brooklyn. Brooklyn, I think is like. I mean, they might be a championship contending team. Like they should be. But, they have the firepower. I mean, yeah. they're going to be interesting. Look, no one's perfect. Even the best baseball players strike out with the bases loaded. The best golfers sometimes three-putt with the tournament on the line. So if you feel like you're coming up short in the bedroom sometimes, it's perfectly okay. But if it's bothering you, there are options. Go to roman.com slash now. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. 
a U.S. licensed healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, it ships to you free with two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward and discreet. Getting started is simple. Just go to getroman.com slash lightyears and complete an online visit. Take care of your ED without leaving your home. Complete an online visit today to connect with the doctor and take care of it. Go to getroman.com slash lightyears and get $15 off your first month. Look, there's a straightforward way to take care of your ED. GetRoman.com slash light years. Get started now to save $15 off your first month of treatment. Let's talk about the second thing we want to get to with Draymond. So Draymond had 16 assists and one turnover versus Cleveland. He's having one of the weirdest seasons ever. And I'm trying to contextualize it because he's objectively a plus. They play better when he's on the floor. Some of that is because outside of him and Steph, maybe not the highest IQ team. Um, uh, But he is averaging, what, 5.2 points and eight and a half assists, something in that range. And the list of players who average more assists than points and are effective is very, very small. And I just want to ask you, do you think this is sustainable? Do you think this is... Do you think you can play winning basketball playing this way where it's like, it's okay. Defensively, no one's going to criticize Draymond. He's one of the smartest defenders. He's a scheme unto himself, communication, uh, ability to guard every position, all those things. But offensively, he's not able to score the ball at all, but he's still kind of a plus right now. Oh yeah. The Draymond conundrum is, is well, I'm frustrated about a lot of things this season, Sam, but, but uh, this one I think is, I think there's too much. I think there's too much made out of Draymond's passing ability. I think a lot of the great passes that he makes just come from the fact that he's only looking to do one thing on offense. He's only looking to pass. Like I, I think when you're only look, and I'm not saying like like you know Marquise Chris in that position would be able to average ten assists a game, eleven assists a game. But no. like when when you're a player, but when you're a player that's only looking to pass, you're gonna have you're gonna throw up a lot of assists like it's the Rajon Rondo you tweeted yesterday like it's the Rajon Rondo thing you still have to end of the day make some shots yesterday I could have literally if I had to if I had to put my old Andy Lou blogger hat on and do my Anthony Slater like I think he had at least three four times where he had a layup and he decided to just kick it back out to Andrew Wiggins or Kelly Oubre for the three and, and I don't think that's sustainable unless you have KD and Clay Thompson right like I don't think that's something you can do and, and, like, I love the assist, man, but I just – it's not – it wins, but, like, what, what's going to happen when you play the Phoenix Suns in the postseason, you know, or next season? Like, it's not, it's not going to fly. I don't know. Like, it's not something that I'm looking forward to. Yeah, I'm with you. I, that is my biggest question with this team, which is, okay, we know Draymond can defensively hang against anyone. Offensively, when you get against a better team in a seven-game series, how exposed is his lack of scoring going to be? Yeah. Because Cleveland's – they're kind of a cute team. They're playing better this year. Some of their young players look good, but like that's not a playoff team, much less a deep playoff team. And Draymond has now put himself in this situation where, you know, the Warriors consider him more in team building than anyone, if anything, right? Because it's like you have to compensate for what he can't do. Like he has to be the center on offense. You have to have four other scores on the floor because he won't score the yeah. ball. All these things 
are part of the Draymond conundrum. And in many ways they're worth it because he does so many other things that you can't just find elsewhere. Like you can't just find a guy who can anchor a defense one through five, like that, that easy. Like you can get Anthony Davis, like, sure. That'd be cool. But like, you know, easier said than done. Right. You know, like you can get Giannis when we tried, <laughs> uh, it's one of those things where it's like, uh, he makes himself invaluable, but he also makes you, um, have to make a bunch of concessions to make it work that's a, yeah i mean that's that's the biggest i mean that's the best point like it's 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 frustrating i think part of it too is because we have to we've been watching this for years we've slowly watched this thing kind of go downhill and and i think my my biggest concern now too is like james wiseman's gonna health in he's coming back he's supposedly the starting center for the next 10 years how how on earth is draymond gonna be able to play with wiseman if if Draymond can't score, and then let's say Wiseman is like a, he's a just thirty six percent three point shooter, but it's not like he's shooting six threes a game, right? Like probably shooting two to three. So like, wh- what do you do then? And it's not like Wiseman's this great passer. You can play two non shooters if you have Draymond and Andre, because those guys are elite IQ. Wiseman's not elite IQ. So what do you do there? Like that's a concession. Yeah, I mean, all of this points to it's it's it's, it's the Draymond conundrum. Um, so Wiggins can score a little bit. Obviously, we know Clay works with them. Mm-hmm. But Wiseman, I mean, he shows signs of a shot. He shows signs of being a rim runner. Mm-hmm. Um, he shows signs of a lot of things, but I don't think he's there yet. And I think the Warriors need him to be a lot better to make up for the fact that Draymond can't score the ball right now. And I don't know if that's coming back. <laughs> you had a bet with, uh, with our friend of the show, Drew Schiller, that Draymond would uh, shoot 33% from three this season. Um, <laughs> I believe Draymond is shooting 33%, Sam, right? From the field. <laughs> he is currently 36% from the oh, field. Oh, he wow. went up. He went up. Wow. 18 and a half percent from three. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that's like, that's, it's all well and good. It's it's cool when you're playing the Cavs, you know, when, when Steph's gravity has Juan Toscano Anderson, you know, dropping wide open dunks and things like that. But uh, the Warriors next season are trying to win a championship, right? Like as much as fans want them to try to win a championship this season, I'm sorry to break it to you guys. It's not what this season's about. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. Like They're not training for Bradley Beal this season, all right? So whatever they do, whatever the moves they make, it's going to be for next season. And if this is the dream on that you're getting next season, Steph, Steph, Clay, Draymond, James Wiseman, and Andrew Wiggins, right? That's two great shooters, one okay shooter. And then you got two guys that are kind of black holes on offense until further notice. We'll see about James Wiseman. We'll see. But that's a problem. And, and can you win a championship with that? And and I, I don't even know if I blame James Wiseman, Sam. It's more Draymond. Like, you got to... There's a deterioration of skills. I mean, we can go through it right now. I'm just going to run it to you right now. Okay. In 2014, 15, 33.7% from three. Then of course the 38.8% year where they won 73 games, then 30.8%, then 30.1%, then 28.5%, then 27.9%. Now 18.6%. I'm sure that'll go up, but it'll probably not be higher than that 28% mark. And you know, that's, that's just his outside shooting. You and I both see it. Like he's finishing inside less. Um, Maybe this changes as it goes forward, but like fundamentally they need a lot more from him offensively. And he just want to shoot the basketball. 
I don't even care if he shoots like 28% from three. Like, can you just try to shoot? Right? Like, like uh, it seems like all the threes that he shoots are in the first five minutes of the game. Like, at least from my opinion, could be wrong. Like, it seems like every time the game starts, he'll chuck one up. Like, he'll make it, he'll miss it. But no matter whether he, it doesn't matter whether he makes it or misses it, he doesn't, he doesn't shoot anymore. Like, it'd be nice to see him kind of just try to actually shoot the ball. I think there are a few times where he, like, forced a couple of mid-range shots where you're just like, uh, but I'm, I'm kind of okay with it, Sam. Like, just shoot the ball. Like, we, the Warriors need him to be some kind of threat. Like, don't shoot a contested shot. But, like, when you have an open three, yesterday though, in the, in the first half, he had the ball at the top of the key. He lasers a pass to Steph, turns it over. And just, like, a classic Draymond turnover. Um, and I think a lot of his turnovers are because, like, he's trying to thread the needle against three people. And, like, the highlights are cool because he's passing it between two people, but he's only doing that because nobody's guarding him. <laughs> like, he has to do it. So, I don't know. It's, it's, tough to, it's tough to watch, even though, the, even though it seems like a cool thing. Absolutely. And, by the way, I'm looking at it. On the season, he has taken – he's three for 13 in the fourth quarter in the entire season. Five oh five from three. So uh, you are right. The numbers do bear out that he shoots it earlier in the game. So it's something to watch. I'm not trying to put a damper on what he's been playing well, but like our goal, the goal is not to beat the Cleveland Cavaliers. The goal is to win a title. And these are things that need to improve as time goes on. And it's okay. It might improve. It might not. But that's where we're at. We'll be back after the Heat game. We'll do, we'll be on Locker Room uh, tomorrow night or tonight if you're listening to it. So check us out there. Appreciate you guys listening. Subscribe, rate five stars. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.